here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. I'll be on Hannity tonight. I think around nine twenty-five p.m. Eastern time. What do Jimmy Carter and Joe Biden and Mike Pence and Donald Trump? in a good way, have in common. They all took classified documents. Now, Jimmy Carter has never had to defend himself because that's been kept secret for years and years and years. So he's never had to defend himself. Of course, we just found out about Joe Biden in an odd way. And, of course, President Trump has made clear that he's the president and he can declassify, and that's what he did. But who else? John Deutsch, who was former CIA director. Alberto Gonzalez mishandled classified information in the form of his notes when he was attorney general under Bush. General David Petraeus, when he was CIA director under Clinton. And of course, most notoriously, Hillary Clinton, when she was Secretary of State, in a thousand different ways and at a thousand different times. Now, we have a statement here. It's interesting. Somebody finally did what I thought they should do, kind of. Kind of. Headline, Daily Mail, Obama, Clinton, and both Bushes turned over all classified documents to the National Archives. Their offices confirm in the midst of the Biden scandal and after files were found at Pence's home. Why is that misleading? Four former presidents say they have no classified documents. Former Vice Presidents Quayle, Cheney, and Gore also say they have none. I want to play you two audio that should help crystallize this for us, focus it. And you're familiar with this audio. 
Let's start with Joe Biden, September 18, 2022. Go. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Okay. And you... Let's stop there. Now, if they had asked him if he... If he had taken classified documents home, does it sound like he would have said yes? Of course, no. That's why he's attacking Trump. We have Mike Pence, November 15, 2022... Cut 20, go. you take any classified documents with you from the White House? Uh, I, I did not. Um, Do you see any reason for anyone to take classified documents with them leaving the White House? Well, there'd be no reason to have classified documents, particularly if they were in an unprotected area. So, obviously, these aren't the same cases. Biden is a serial classified document hoarder from the Senate days. Uh, with documents found everywhere, including in his underwear. Maybe that was Sandy Berger, but you get the point. So when you ask the offices of these former presidents, and they respond as follows. Let's see here. I want to read this to you. Uh, Here we go. I'm looking. Give me a second. One second. We have what they say is when they left office, the now they turned all their documents over to the National Archive. When they left office, they turned all their documents over to the National Archive. Now we know that's not true. As a matter of provable fact. The Obama administration documents include the documents that When Joe Biden was vice president, he took with him. So the National Archives didn't take all the Obama administration documents, did they? And you know what else is interesting I noticed? It's a slight word change, but nonetheless. Early on in this, when it was first leaked by CBS and NBC in two consecutive days, the lawyers for Biden would respond by saying the Obama-Biden administration, the Obama-Biden administration, obviously... Somebody from Obama's camp, if not Obama, called them and said, cut it out. Because now they don't use that phrase, Obama-Biden administration. But the truth is, it's the Obama administration. And they didn't turn over all the documents. But even more than that, what is the question that wasn't asked? When's the last time the offices or the homes of these former presidents and vice presidents were checked? By private attorneys. They weren't. And not until that was done in the case of Biden did they find something. Not until it was done in the case of Pence, who wanted to make 100% sure, did they find something. Or maybe they can say, yes, we did that last month. That would be interesting. But it wasn't asked, 
and they're not and they're not offering so the question is when was the last time or the first time since you left the presidency and you say all the documents were turned over to the archives or your offices checked or your homes checked when that's not in any of these articles and yet it's that that needs to be asked so we can get some real answers here. No, well, we did that last week. There's nothing there. Okay, fine. Well, we did that last month. Nothing there. Okay, fine. We don't feel the need to do it. Oh, really? Neither did Biden. Apparently Pence did it on his, his own accord, but neither did they. And so it became an issue. Does this make sense, Mr. Producer? So we have multiple former senior officials who have violated the Espionage Act. This is already provable. The president's offices, and I've read this carefully, their answers, their statements, have referred to the fact that when they left office, you know, everything was given to the National Archives, and we know it wasn't true in the Obama administration's case. If people are going to hide documents or they're going to take documents and not return them because they're bumbling buffoons or they just don't remember or it's a complete accident or whatever, how do we know the National Archives has them all given this pattern, given this record? Obviously, the best they can say is they didn't know that Biden had these Obama administration records. And I don't think that's the case. I'm saying that's the best they can say is we're incompetent. Yet aren't they supposed to track all this stuff? I thought they were. And the fact that you have senators coming forward and saying, we have a skiff, you know, it'd be almost impossible to take anything out of that skiff. That tells me Joe Biden, with forethought, took documents out of the Senate skiff, either put them in his jacket, maybe put them down his pants, like his friend Sandy Berger. I don't know. But he avoided detection. And that apparently was his goal. He avoided detection. And so if, if Joe Biden had been asked before November 2nd, did you take any classified information? He would have said no. He essentially did. Pence said no. He forgot or was unaware that they were in some boxes. So when you ask former presidents and vice presidents, do you have... You have classified information. No, no, we don't to a man. No, we don't. No, never did. And you had staff or lawyers look recently? I suspect the answer is no. I could be wrong. But they weren't asked. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. 
Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. People are pointing to a USA Today piece, which is a mistake to begin with, where they cite a leftist, works for a left-wing so-called national security organization, and I think some professor. But it doesn't really matter. And there is judicial precedent for what I'm about to say. The president is different than anybody else in the executive branch, period. Different than the vice president. Why? Because his power to classify and declassify whatever he wishes, whenever he wishes, isn't statutory, it isn't regulatory, it's not some guideline out of the National Security Council or the CIA. It is constitutionally based. It is constitutionally authorized. He and only he is the commander-in-chief. He and only he has plenary power over the executive branch. He is at the top of the hill on the executive branch, not the vice president. So he can classify or declassify at will. That doesn't mean the vice president and others, the GS-15, that the regulations that the Department of XYZ permitted can't classify and declassify if they follow some strict uh, process that has been agreed to within the bureaucracy, but that's not classifying and declassifying at will. And so when Obama signed an executive order, and it's a very long executive order, I have it on my kitchen table, on our kitchen table. My wife printed it out for me. And she went through it, I went through it, she's a great lawyer too. Not that I am, she is. But anyway, it basically says in there when you get through all the gobbledygook that people who classify a document will also have the power to declassify the document. So that has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. Nothing. This has to do with the power to take classified information with you in this case. And now people say, but Trump never made his intentions known. He didn't follow the rules. There are no rules for the President of the United States. He doesn't have to follow any rules. He's the head of the executive branch. Now that said, you can certainly imply by his actions that's what he intended to do. If he says, I took the documents, and by my taking the documents, they're declassified, who's to dispute it? That's the problem with this case that they're trying to develop against him and so forth. It doesn't make any sense. But they know they'll have a hate Trump Democrat 
jury in Washington, D.C., so anything goes. Should they be so stupid as to do that? But because they've tried to get Trump on this stuff, they have now basically lifted up the rock where you find other individuals. In different factual circumstances, with different motives and so forth, I mean, you can't compare Pence to Biden. Biden's a serial, serial classified document stealer. Particularly that skiff in the Senate. How the hell did he get past the security there? They're all wondering it. But you do that with knowledge. You don't do that by accident. The National Archives, we gave all our documents to the National Archives. Wow, but you didn't. Obama says he did. They said he did, but he didn't. Because his vice president ran away with a bunch of them. And so he didn't. And so the question also is, why did the National Archives figure that out? They're busy chasing Donald Trump. Because they didn't want to. They tried to give cover. Notice how quiet the National Archives is. So I want to put a fine point on that issue. Nobody has the power through an executive order to grant fundamental presidential powers to somebody else. You can delegate certain activities, there's no question about it. You can't delegate fundamental presidential powers. Vice President can't nominate individuals for judgeships. Only the President can. And there are myriad other examples. All right, we're going to move along. I'll be right back. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you, and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811. Kevin McCarthy has appointed a slew of hardcore conservatives to the Rules Committee. That decides what legislation gets to the floor including Chip Roy. He has appointed a slew of hardcore conservatives to the Special Investigative Subcommittee of the Judiciary Committee. A slew of hardcore conservatives to the House Oversight Committee. And a number of conservatives to this committee of 17 that makes a lot of decisions 
with the Republican leader about how the House will be managed, including Byron uh, Donalds. He has prevented the renewed appointments of Swalwell and Schiff to the Intelligence Committee. They're going to have a vote at some point in the relative near future. It's on the press. You can read it. On removing Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Although this, what's her name? Sparks, Mr. Producer? Turns out it's unfortunate. It's completely unhinged. She said, I'm not playing games. Think this is a game? It's no game. And he's staring down Biden on the budget as best as he can. That's not a bad beginning, is it? So far, he's the most conservative speaker in my lifetime. In fact, I can't even think of a conservative. Oh, that's not true. There's uh, Gingrich, who we love. But certainly the most conservative speaker since Newt Gingrich. No question about it. And I'm sure all the conservative talk radio hosts have been telling you that. In any event... I want you to listen to this. This is PBS's Lisa Disjardins. Disjardins? Ah, whatever. And McCarthy. And it really is quite remarkable. It's remarkable how he's treated versus Nancy Pelosi, of course, but he put his foot down. Cut one, go. Peter, you just told us you are keeping out Intel committee. Is, is Santos on the Intel committee? Let's stop for a second. This this focus on Santos by the New York Times, the New York Post, by the Drudge Report, by the Democrats. You realize Santos has no power whatsoever, right? He's not even a backbencher. He's back in the uh, in the gallery. But it's a lot of fun. I'm no special pleader for the guy. Stay, go, whatever. But the same people, whether in the press, whether it's the sludge report or any of the rest, who give Biden a pass. Biden has 50 years of psycho lying, serial lying, a true head case in every respect, even as president of the United States. Lying day in and day out. No matter what it is. Lying when he was in law school. Plagiarizing when he was in law school plagiarizing when he was running for president, lying on policies, lying on the results of his policies, lying about the border, and I could go on and on and on. That's okay. Oh, that's Joe. But some little nobody backbencher, this every day we got to be asked about. Who gives a crap? Maybe Peggy Noonan will write a piece about Biden's lying. You never know. Go ahead. Peter, you just told us you are keeping out of shit Intel committee. Is, is Santos on the Intel committee? Am I allowing shift? Am I allowing shift to be on other committees? Go right ahead. Respectfully, thank you. Because you have direct power over who goes on the intelligence committee, you also will be able to raise for your full house. We're taking off other Democrats, perhaps Representative Omar. But you have said that lying to us is something that means you should be removed from the intelligence committee. But why is it not a factor? Well, let me be very... This is a man who should not be on committee, something you do have power of. He's got elected by his district, so... Why is lying? Okay, let, let me be very clear and respectful to you. 
You ask me a question. When I answer it, it's the answer to your question. You don't get to determine whether I answer your question or not, okay? In all respect. Thank you. No, no. Let's answer her question. You just raised a question. I'm going to be very clear with you. The Intel Committee is different. You know why? Because what happens in the Intel Committee, you don't know. What happens in the Intel Committee, although the secrets are going on in the world, other members of Congress don't know. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the Inspector General said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI, he came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that, and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America does not, and lied to the American public. When a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on intel, because it goes to the national security of America, and I will always put them first, all right? And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell, because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing, and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the intel committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with a Chinese spy. They brought it to the works of the leaders. I've got that briefing. So I do not believe he should sit on there. That committee? And I believe there's 200 other Democrats that can serve on that committee. So this has nothing to do with Santos. Santos is not on the Intel Committee. But you know what? Those voters elected Schiff, even though he lied. Those voters elected Swalwell, even though he lied to the American public too. So you know what? I'll respect his voters too, and they'll serve on committees. But they will not serve on a place that has national security reverence because integrity matters to me. That's the answer to your question. I have never heard a better answer. Ever. Ever. I often hear answers by politicians and so forth. I say, can I do better? I could not do better than that. Could you, Mr. Producer? I mean, he absolutely unloaded on her in a very judicious voice. He wasn't going to be pushed around by her. But he set the record straight. And Ms. Sparks of Indiana wants to be a senator, thinks this is a game. It's no game. You know what would have happened to these two in the 1950s? With Democrats in control. You know what would have happened to Swalwell and Schiff? They would have been expelled from Congress. We don't do that anymore. We impeach presidents like Trump for nothing. But we don't expel members of Congress. And Mike Pompeo today... When he was on Fox, he said that Adam Schiff leaked classified information. And Secretary Pompeo is going to be on this program. It was already scheduled. 
at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to talk about his fantastic book in which there's a number of revelations, but I want to talk to him about that as well. But over at PBS, they don't care. In fact, the media do not care. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. And for those pseudo-conservatives or just not-so-bright conservatives out there who keep saying that, well, you know, I think this leak about what happened with Biden on January 9th was really to get rid of him. They may get rid of Biden. They'll watch the polls right to the end. If they think they should, they will. But that's not what happened here. That's not what happened at all. It was leaked by the White House, for the White House, to try and get in front of the House Oversight Committee and the Judiciary Committee. That's why it was leaked. Now, you and I are not going to agree with everything Kevin McCarthy does, that's for sure. I don't agree with everything that any member of Congress does. But you have never heard a speaker sound like this. You've never seen a speaker go toe-to-toe with the Democrats and say, you did this to us, so we're doing this to you. And that's the way you stop things. You stop creating a precedent where Republicans roll over and play dead while the Democrats are stomping on your throat. You didn't see Boehner do this. You didn't see Ryan do this. None of them. You have to be honest about it. Steve Scalise today. Cut to go. Well, with all of those uh, members you talked about, they're very specific things that they've done in their time here in Congress. I, I don't even think uh, Swalwell could get a security clearance in the private sector. Uh, so why should he be on the Intelligence Committee? I mean, these committees are very unique in that they deal with our national secrets. They deal with uh, very classified information. And if people have shown a propensity to either espouse anti-American, anti-Semitic views, uh, do things that have put themselves in a compromised position, including uh, lying about classified information, uh, it raises serious questions. And again, those are very unique committees. You get access to a lot of classified information. Uh, There are a lot of members on the Democrat side that don't have those kind of conflicts. And... You know, I know the speaker has urged Hakeem Jeffries to appoint people that don't have those conflicts. But Hakeem Jeffries is a radical kook leftist. He's the one who said about his uncle, who is a Jew hater and an anti-white racist and an American hater. I don't agree with his theories. I don't agree with his theories, but we're very close. Jew-hating is not a theory. Racism is not a theory. That's his uncle. Now, the idea that people fight because this speaker wants to remove Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee based, in part at least, on her Jew-hating comments It is amazing to me how the Democrats circle the wagons for her. Think about that. How the Democrats circle the wagons for her. It's grotesque. 
And Adam Schiff, he responds today. Here's the best he can do. Cut three, go. This decision by Kim McCarthy to bow to the demands of the most extreme elements of his conference uh, and use the Intelligence Committee. As so he's bowing to the demands of the most extreme elements of his conference. You see, the most extreme elements, conservatives, no. The vast majority of the Republicans don't want him on. Because he's a leaker. He's a sleazeball. That's not the committee for sleazeballs. They have committees for sleazeballs. That's not it. Swalwell, cut four, go. These smears are bringing death threats. He continues to do it, which makes us... Let me tell you something, Swalwell. I get death threats. But look what you did. You literally slept with the enemy. Is that not treason, America? They throw the word treason around all the time. We talk about classified documents. This man serves on the Intelligence Committee. And why do you think the Communist Chinese send in one of their female spies to target Swalwell? To this day, we don't have the foggiest idea what this jerk said to her. And it wasn't a one-night stand. They targeted him before he even got to the house. Guy's got no humility, has never apologized. I mean, even the fact he cheats on his wife, but he cheated on the country. He should be on the Intelligence Committee. He should be expelled from the House of Representatives. So should the other schmuck. I'll be right back. Mark in. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you, and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. Let's slip in one more here. Ilian Omar, she's offended. And notice how the press said almost nothing but when they did were cheering. When the Democrats voted to remove... Marjorie Taylor Greene from every committee. Every committee. And I think same with Paul Gosar. Remove him from every committee. Absolutely unprecedented. Never done in the history of the House of Representatives. And now it's, this is outrageous. We've never seen anything like this. Here we have true reprobates. And worse. Here she is. Cut five, go. 
Kevin McCarthy's purely partisan move to strip us from our committee is not only a political stunt, but also a blow to the integrity of our democratic institution and threat to our national security. You know what? You know what, you jerk? You know what, you schmuck? Let me tell you something. You don't get to lecture the American people on democratic institutions and threats to national security. You're an American-hating, Jew-hating Marxist. That's what you are. That's who you are. The idea that you would be on any, any country's foreign affairs committee is outrageous. And when the Democrats had the majority, they protected you. They protected Swalwell. They protected Schiff. Every sleazeball. They protected you. Now you're not protected. Now you're out in the open. That's the truth. I will be on Hannity, 9.35 p.m. tonight. I hope you'll check it out. And Sunday's guests, Leo Terrell. We haven't had him on in a while. We love, I love Leo Terrell. And the aforementioned Kevin McCarthy. We'll have both of them. Lots to talk about. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, This is how big media platforms work. Newsmax was dropped by DirecTV. Dropped by DirecTV. Now, why were they dropped? I don't care what mumbo-jumbo DirecTV says, but they dropped them, which means what? You should drop DirecTV. They also dropped One American News. Remember that back in April? So they dropped One American News and they dropped Newsmax. This is very troubling because of uh, censorship by by these uh, big corporatists. We saw it on Twitter before Elon Musk took it over. A hero. We've seen it on Facebook. We've seen it on virtually every major news platform, every industry that's supposed to be supporting free speech, it's too much just to have a handful, you see, of, of conservative cable networks. We can't do that. Can't put up with that. So DirecTV, if you have DirecTV, cancel it. There are other satellite services, and there's other internet services, and of course there's other cable services, but drop them. 
Um, DirecTV carried a number of left-leaning networks, including Vice. Vice. AT&T is considering dropping Newsmax. This is why when we look for sponsors on this program, I always look for entrepreneurs and startups and others who chip away at these behemoths, who chip away at them. So Newsmax points out, now I'm on Fox, but I don't care. I want Newsmax to thrive. I want uh, OAN to thrive. I want them to thrive. Anyone, including our customers, can watch the network for free via NewsmaxTV.com, YouTube.com, and on multiple streaming platforms like Amazon Fire TV, Roku, and Google Play. But, as Chris Ruddy says, CEO of Newsmax Media, there's a blatant act of political discrimination and censorship against Newsmax, and he's 100% right. Most extreme liberal channels, even with tiny ratings, get fees from AT&T, DirecTV, but Newsmax and OAN needed to be deplatformed. And deplatformed, that's sort of a passive word, isn't it? Censored is a better word. Censored. Really quite incredible and disgusting and more evidence of the growing tyranny in this country, in my view. Want more evidence? California Democrats consider a wealth tax, including for people who moved out of the state. Fox points out several Democrat-led states introduced similar measures in effort to tax the rich even more. Have you noticed these, these Democrat tyrannical states are working together? They're working very closely together. So you can't escape. That's why they, they try to nationalize California's policies. So no matter where you go, you're smothered with them. California lawmakers are pushing legislation that would impose a new tax on the state's wealthiest residents, even if they're already moved to another part of the country. How are they going to do this? What are they going to do? Assembly Alec, Assemblyman Alex Lee, a progressive Democrat, it says here, last week introduced a bill in the California State Legislature that would impose an extra annual 1.5% on those with a worldwide net worth above $1 billion starting as early as January 2024. And it goes higher from there. Worldwide Wealth extends beyond annual income to include diverse holdings such as farm assets, arts, and other collectibles, stocks, and hedge fund interest. Legislation is a modified version of a wealth tax approved in California Assembly in 2020. Although they declined to pass it back then, here it is again. The Democrat Party is a party of tyranny. Whether it's their activities with the teachers' unions, whether it's activities with Antifa, whether it's defense of the lawless, criminally violent individuals in our society, that's what it is. Now, Joe Biden made a decision today that I'm sure will be excoriated by the, the pacifists in the Republican Party, the pseudo-conservatives who now are pushing some other ideology, 
which they can't even define. For some reason, they all rally around Putin and Russia. And then when you point it out, they say they're not. They're just against us helping Ukraine. And no matter what you tell them, no matter what facts you provide, it doesn't matter. I tell them, read what Putin wrote about 18 months ago, or was written for him, thousands of words long, an essay. Who He made it abundantly clear they're going to cut right through Ukraine and head into Eastern Europe. That would have been a massive world war with nuclear potential. But they act like it never happened. Well, you remind them, in 1994, the United States, Britain, and Russia signed a pact to protect Ukraine's sovereignty and its borders as existed then in exchange for them surrendering their nuclear missiles to Russia. Because remember, Ukraine was a conquered part of the Soviet Union. So they gave them their nuclear missiles in exchange for protection. Now, if they had nuclear missiles today, Putin wouldn't have invaded them, would he? But they gave him up on our say-so and the say-so of others. And then thirdly, communist China is watching all this, watching how we respond. The Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran, same thing. They dare not do any of this when Trump was president. Just like Iran couldn't wait more than two seconds to give our hostages back when Reagan was elected president. But Biden, even before what happened in Afghanistan, that disgrace, that surrender, that disaster, they already took his measure. If we weren't helping Ukraine today, what would Ukraine look like? Look like a massive slave colony. Where would the Russians be now? That they weren't already in Eastern Europe, our NATO allies. They'd be piling up weaponry right now, tanks and the rest. They would have saved up for Poland in particular. But other countries as well. The Baltic states, Romania, they all know it. Which is why they're so motivated to try help Ukraine. Ukraine's people are dying. And they won't surrender. They're fighting. They're fighting for their lives. They're fighting for their homes. They're fighting for their liberty. They're fighting. There have been many examples where we've given support, armaments, to people who won't fight. These people are fighting. They're asking for more armaments. They're not asking for any personnel. They're fighting. Meanwhile, on the Russian side, they have to empty their prisons. Now they're going to, uh, they're using druggies, emptying their hospitals with people who are all doped up, sending them to the front line as fodder. They brought in the Wagner Group, which is a group of neo-Nazi type ISIS-type individuals who, who rape and pillage and murder for money. And Ukraine didn't start this, minding their own business. I hear people say, well, you know, look at all the corruption. Yeah, look at our corruption, but yeah, he's trying to clean it out. He's in the middle of the war. There was tons of corruption during our Civil War. That's why Lincoln and the Republicans passed what's called key time laws, which allowed citizens to bring federal suits where they saw waste, fraud, and abuse taking place during the course of the Civil War. 
putting that aside, the argument isn't that we shouldn't spend our money wisely either. Of course we should. And there are three inspectors general now in charge. And we ought to track our money. We ought to do the very best we can. You know, we shouldn't spend it like COVID and money for the teachers' unions who blow it all and other stuff. I'm just saying. Nobody disagrees with that. Nobody. And, of course, we won't protect our border. We weren't protecting our border under Biden before the Russians invaded Ukraine. What makes anybody think that if we just sat back and Russia cut through Ukraine and moved into Poland and all the rest, that our border would be secure. That's an inane argument. But it gets people's emotions going, you see. And if Putin and the Russians had cut through Ukraine and invaded Poland, your kids would be in a draft right now. And the likelihood of nuclear war would be much worse. And then it's, it's a question of when we do decide to draw the line. I'm not a libertarian. I'm not a pacifist. I believe in prudence when you look at these situations. Each one needs to be looked at individually. But surrender, pacifism, isolationism, those aren't always the answers either. China's building up for a reason. China's preparing for war. While we have people in our own party, so-called pseudo-conservatives who are calling us warmongers, calling us provocateurs, communist China, no matter how you measure it, economically, geopolitically, militarily, they're preparing for war, a war they feel they can win. And I'm worried about it. I'm very worried about it. Because they don't have morality. They don't have compassion for their people. They don't care. They don't care. And I heard Mike Pompeo say something that makes a lot of sense to me. The only way you'll get peace in Ukraine. If the cost for the Russians is just too high particularly for Putin. Otherwise, there's nothing to stop them. And so you're going to hear and probably have all day long guys who claim to be Reaganites and are not Reaganites. We all know what Reagan would do. He'd do exactly what needs to be done to stop the Russians. That's how he defeated the Soviets, starting in Afghanistan. And in Angola, Nicaragua, Eastern Europe. Was he a warmonger? And just because you don't agree with pacifism and unilateral effectively disarmament doesn't mean you're Lindsey Graham or neocon or a warmonger. And we do have some history to look at, America. We've gone through periods like this before. World War II. Prior to World War II. 
the arguments you hear today from the Putin wing of the Republican Party are exactly the arguments that took place when Tojo, Mussolini, and Hitler began rolling through parts of the globe. Even when they rolled into parts of Europe, even when England was drawn into the war, you heard the same arguments. It's not our problem. We're just going to provoke them. And then they attack us. The Axis attacks us, Pearl Harbor. And Germany declares war on us, and Italy, and we declare war on them. And we're in a hole. We haven't prepared for war. We listen to the pacifists, both in the Democrat and the Republican Party. And oddly enough, among those who led at Lindbergh, they called themselves American Firsters. Oddly enough. And when we were attacked in Pearl Harbor, they realized they'd made a disastrous mistake. That we weren't provoking them. This was their plan all along. China has a plan, no matter what we do. Putin had a plan, no matter what we did. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. And so it's important that the Ukrainians get the weaponry they need to push the Russians back, to make it even more painful for them. If you really believe in peace there, if you really want to bring them to the peace table, because otherwise it's not going to happen. It's just not. People say forever wars. This is a war that's almost a year old. That's not a forever war. It's also a war in which we don't have any personnel on the ground or in the air. The problem with Biden is he took too long. This thing is dragged out. Too many people have been slaughtered. It's also the problem with Biden when it comes to Taiwan. He's slow walking weaponry to Taiwan. And as I've said many times, once China attacks Taiwan, and they will. It's too late, because it'll be harder to arm Taiwan than Ukraine. Because they'll surround that island, and we won't be able to penetrate it. More when I return. Mark Lovin. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. 
Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Podcast. L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. All right. Mr. Producer, do we have any callers? Any irregular? Listen, if you're an irregular American, that is, if you're a leftist, you're welcome to call into this program. And if you're not a fool, and if you don't start screaming, uh, I will engage. If you are a fool and you start screaming, I'll engage in a different way. So let's open a few lines on our special liberal line, Mr. Producer. 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811 for regular Americans. 877-381-3811. I don't normally do this, even though there's a ton to talk about here. But we'll go fishing. Let's see what happens. If we can fish in the DNA pool, and let's see what we pull out. I'll be right back. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Podcast. L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Mark Levin says today what the backbenchers will repeat tomorrow. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. You know, uh, Secretary Pompeo and Trey Gowdy have a book out the same week, Mr. Producer. So the question is, who will be higher on the New York Times list? You have to wonder, you know, that's passing, crossing their minds, even though they'll doubt it. They, they, I'm sure they wouldn't say so. I'm not going to confront anybody about it. I'm just saying. You know, it's funny when they announce the publication date of my book, you know what happens? Everybody else changes their pub date. They get out of the way. So Pompeo's folks asked to come on TV and radio. They're very, very kind people. We said yes. And Trey's publicist asked you when? In November, Mr. Producer? And we said yes. We never heard back. So if people wonder why Trey's not on, it's because I guess his publicist doesn't want him on. What else could it possibly be? He's got a good show on TV, I can tell you that. 
course, none of them are life, liberty, and live in. We understand that. But, um, look, we can't have every author on anyway, so it actually is helpful in a way. It's actually helpful in a way. I want you to listen to this. Joe Scarborough was a lawyer. I don't know if he still is. Now he's a flunky. You know, you wonder what Mika has on him, Mr. Producer. It's like, uh, it's like that guy in England who was all lined up to be the king, remember? Then he marries the, uh, the divorced American. And she completely controls him. So much so that he, he can't become king. His brother becomes king. Which actually is a good thing because it turns out both of them were sympathetic to the Third Reich. And it turns out giving information to that regime. But I don't know what Mika has over Joe. Of course, I don't know either of them. It's never been something I've wanted to do. I'm just pointing that out. But whatever it is, Joe doesn't have it over Mika because Mika is the same left-wing kook she's always been. She's sort of an Ed McMahon type. And Scarborough is the Johnny Carson without the humor in the cigarette. I'll prove it to you. Cut nine, go. Talk about this, Eddie, how it actually, all of this, while embarrassing for Pence and Biden, actually makes it even more clear on how Donald Trump willfully, willfully and illegally held on to documents. Let's, let's do this. Eddie, Eddie, make it, come on, Eddie, makes it even more clear on how Donald Trump willfully, willfully, and illegally held on to documents. Now, let's just pause there a minute. Why is this guy such a low IQ idiot? The FBI knew he had the documents. They let them see the documents. They even saw where the documents were stored. They said, get another padlock on there. They were negotiating. Now, you don't get to negotiate. Sure you do. He was negotiating. That he felt some of those records belonged to him. Not necessarily even the classified ones. But he was negotiating. That's okay. And then there was silence for two months. Then the FBI gets a warrant from a quasi-judge, a master judge, and goes in with a SWAT team. Takes pictures of their booty on the floor as they lay it out. That's how confidential it is. But Joe, Joe says that's obstruction. Instruction requires intent. Intent. If you're negotiating, Eddie... Is Eddie some kind of great lawyer? No, Eddie. Eddie's another schmuck. He's just one of the regulars on with uh, the morning schmo and Mika schmo. I wonder what Eddie has to say. Go ahead. No question in the case of President Biden and in the the, the case of uh, former Vice President Pence that there is an issue of obstruction. 
There's no effort in any way to keep, uh, you know, the National Archives or the FBI from accessing these documents. In fact, they initiated. So. That's obstruction. See, they had to find something and they think they found something with this obstruction. It's going to be a hard thing to prove in most courts because they knew where the documents were. There were negotiations over the documents. The FBI had access to the documents anytime they wanted. Uh, the FBI never said they didn't have access to the documents anytime they wanted. They were quite secure where they were, apparently. There's no, no leaks out there about, you know, somebody uh, re- taking the documents and selling them to anybody or anything like that. But this is much different than Biden. Tell him, Eddie. Eddie. Tell him. Excuse me. And it is. Joe Biden's documents when he was a senator took him out of the skiff. Which means he purposely stole them. Because there's no answer to that. None. Ask little Dick Durbin. He'll even tell you. Ask, Ask Mark Warner. He'll even tell you. Now, we're going to skip. I don't even know how you get documents. How do you get them out of there? You put them in your jacket. Put them in your pants. You know, whatever. It's very different. David, tell him, Eddie. So, uh, and how is it different than uh, Hillary Clinton, Joe? She put a private server in her house. Who does that, Joe? In order to avoid federal law. She did that, Joe. In other words, she had 30,000 emails, Joe. 30,000. For one of the hosts out there where numbers are a big deal, that's like, you know, 10,000 times more than Trump had. Ooh. And she had classified information, Joe. Tell him why it's different, Eddie. Tell him. And you want to talk about obstruction, Joe? Ooh, baby. Her lawyers destroyed thousands of emails, said that they went through them and determined that they weren't relevant to what the government wanted. But those emails belong to the government, Joe. And yet you're a big fan of Hillary. Eddie! So, um, there's that. Then their phones. You know how the FBI's been going and grabbing people's phones, like Congressman Perry and John Eastman and all these other grabbing the phone. Give us the phone. I'm here with my family. I'm having to give us, give us the phone. Give it to us. Well, Hillary and his staff weren't going to have any of that. They brought out the hammers. And they literally took hammers and destroyed their cell phones. So they destroyed emails, destroyed their cell phones. And you know what the Department of Injustice and the Stasi said? Okay, well, you know, we understand. In fact, they told them to go ahead. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I think it's amazing. Notice they never bring up. Hillary, Hillary Rotten Clinton in the context of any of this. 
because she should be doing prison time for 120 years. Let me tell you something. Oh, yeah. But they weren't going to take her out, see, when she was the Democrat nominee in 2016. No. No, they're not going to do that. And they want to take out Trump, but they know they can't take out Biden because he can't be indicted as a sitting president. They're sitting on that. They're waiting. Trust me on this. Unless they're stupid enough to mention it now. Although the legal analysts who claim to be Republicans, it's amazing to me they haven't mentioned it. Which is why Joe figures he can get away with anything now. Truthfully. But this is what the, the more documents found by more former presidents, more former vice presidents, more, the more it demonstrates Trump obstructed Joe. Eddie, Eddie, tell him, Eddie. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie knows. How do you pronounce his name? Glaude or whatever? Eddie Glaude Jr. That's quite a round table they have there, uh, on the morning schmo show. It's an insane asylum. These people. They're nuts. I think that's why some people watch. Let's watch Joe. Joe uh, with that bulbous WC field nose. Although as Levin says he reminds us of the little kid with the banjo on the bridge there. Ding 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 ding. He does to me. And I don't, I don't mean that as an attack. And with all due respect, really. That's what I see. Respectfully, that's what I see. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smart. Smarter Wireless. So I'll be on Hannity tonight, 9.35 p.m. Hope you'll check in. Little Dick Durbin is on the Morning Schmo Show. This Morning Schmo Show is like, uh, like a circus, but a bad circus. Not like Ringling Brothers used to be uh, before they destroyed it. No, no, no. Little Dick Durbin is on the Morning Schmo Show. Do these congressmen and senators understand nobody's watching? That the most attention they get is when I play the clips? But let's listen to this. This this logic. Cut 14, go. 
Our governor has led an effort in the Illinois General Assembly to pass an assault weapon ban. Uh, it is interesting because we now have a reaction from sheriffs around the state to say they won't enforce it. So we're going to be. Ooh, it uh, sounds like sanctuary towns that I've been calling for for years. When it comes to the Second Amendment, you guys can do it on the left when it comes to immigration. Yes, that's how you stop this stuff. Sanctuary Second Amendment towns. Love it. Go ahead. Round zero for this debate in the weeks and months to come. But having seen the, the damage, the, the violence that came about in the 4th of July shooting at the parade in Highland Park, Illinois, where a fellow discharged 83 rounds in You see the seconds. damage that was caused by that guy who drove his car into the uh, Easter celebration in Wisconsin? It was horrific. Did you see that, Senator? It was Christmas. We slaughtered those people. Did you see that, Senator? It's an assault car. That's how much sense you make. Go ahead. This is unthinkable. Anybody who believes that's what the founding fathers had in mind historically is just off base completely. Oh, okay. So now they cite the founding fathers who they hate. It's funny. They're very schizophrenic. Actually, they have like 23 personalities when it comes to the Constitution. The Founding Fathers never thought this. No. They didn't know about semi-automatic weapons. It's not possible. No, they couldn't think into the future, into the kind of technology, but they understood liberty. Liberty. It's when you get the idiot Joe Biden saying, well, you're going to need F-15s, you know. You don't have F-15s. F-15. What are you talking about, you moron? let's play this out shall we let's look at the first amendment let's look at the first amendment freedom of the press did they know about radio and television Mr. Producer they knew about pamphlets and newspapers so anybody who thinks that a free press extends to television or radio don't know what they're talking about do they no i mean newspapers they were kind of limited they didn't really have national pamphlets national newspapers they affected their local community now we have tv networks and news networks and and radio networks all kinds of information delivered in ways the the founding fathers could never have dreamt of not possible only a fool would think otherwise. So freedom of the press should not extend to television news and radio news. Then should it, you moron. No, of course not. When it comes to the Second Amendment, just muskets. When it comes to the First Amendment, anything goes, you see. Tell me, do you think the Founding Fathers would would like the way our government fails to enforce criminal laws? I don't think so. Refuses to secure the border? I don't think so. Tries to destroy the Constitution? No, I don't think so. What would they think about equity? What would they think about critical race theory? What would they think about a Stasi FBI going after parents of school children or 
or pro-lifers. What do you think they think about that, Senator, you creep? I'll be right back. In this economy, we all need as much help as we can get. If you own a business, you're looking for ways to survive. Innovation refunds can help. Small business owners, please listen up. You can be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Now, this isn't a loan. There's no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. Go to GetRefunds.com. Their tax attorneys are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program and have already returned $1 billion to businesses, and they can help you, too. Go to GetRefunds.com. They do all the work with no charge up front. They simply charge a percentage of the cash that they get for you. Go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. It's that simple. Now, this payroll tax refund is only available for a very limited amount of time, so check it out right away. GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Bill Barr will be on the program in about 15, 20 minutes. Nicole Hannah-Jones. I meant to... <laughs> Mike Pompeo, I apologize. It would be interesting if Bill Barr was on, though. Nicole Hannah-Jones was on Good Morning America today, and it's amazing to me how they mainstream these American-hating Marxist radicals. It's just amazing to me. And, of course, the 1619 Project, she's not a historian, uh, which she uh, really founded... And the New York Times helped uh, promote, which is in about a third of our school districts. And uh, here she is, and she's on with Roberts. And let's listen in on this, because I want to respond to it. Cut 19, go. And although the show is told through the lens of black Americans, Jones says this is something for all Americans to watch and reflect on. It is not told through the lens of black Americans. It is told through the lens of Marxists. Go ahead. This is the American story. We've tried to segregate these histories. There's black history and then there's American history. But you can't understand America if you don't understand the role of black Americans, the role of slavery, the role of racism. Premiering at a time when heated debates about how history is taught in our children's schools are erupting across the nation. Just last week, the Florida Board of Education made headlines after it rejected the addition of an advanced placement African-American studies course. Now, look how dishonest Roberts is and dishonest Good Morning America is. It's a disgrace. We spent a lot of time on this for a couple of days on what that course is all about. And what that course is all about is pushing the radical left agenda, not African-American history. And the governor of Florida has said it over and over again. And here's the kicker. That curriculum is available for Roberts, ABC, and Good Morning America to review. 
and to discuss with their audience. But they choose not to. Instead, instead they prefer to characterize an attack. Oh, look at this. DeSantis in Florida is against teaching advanced placement African-American studies. No, they're not. They're opposed to teaching sexuality linked to the black community and black history because that's in the course. They're opposed to teaching critical race theory. That's in the course. And what it is really is Hannah Jones, Roberts, ABC, and Good Morning America, in effect, smearing black people by destroying their history and pouring their Marxism and ideology into black history. And that's how they're pushing the Marxist agenda. And that's how they're destroying our classrooms, from teaching to indoctrination. You've got one Republican governor with the guts to say no. One. Go ahead. The medium of television is democratizing. You can ban what uh, someone can learn in a classroom, but you can't stop them from watching uh, this documentary series and getting that information. So I think it, it is really coming at a critical time. One word to describe. Okay, if I say the 1619 Project is... Truth. But Roberts, ABC, and Good Morning America won't tell you that at least a half a dozen of the most brilliant, meritorious American historians, they're not all Republicans, have said this is BS. Now, Professor Uzel over Real Clear Politics has written, Anti-white racism seeping into history lessons, most notably through the curriculum adapted from the New York Times Project 1619 Project. When it was first published, it attracted immediate criticism. Five, sorry, five eminent historians criticized it for its bias and factual errors. Other criticized it for emphasizing only what was blameworthy about American history and omitting what was praiseworthy. The lead article for the 1619 Project is by Nicole Hannah-Jones, who's been writing anti-white screeds at least since she was a college sophomore. But I guess this Miss Robertson, ABC. In a letter to her college paper, she alleged the white race is the biggest murderer, rapist, pillager, and thief of the modern world. Not only were the white people in America's past barbaric devils, and I'm quoting, but the descendants of these savage people continue to harm the black community to this day. Non-white peoples, by contrast, were uniformly portrayed as both virtuous and victimized. Mm-hmm. She got a Pulitzer Prize winning contribution to the 1619 Project. She took a more moderate tone, more sophisticated in composition, but otherwise, she writes, is the same racialized dualism she espoused in college. In Hannah Jones's article, an important part of the lesson plan adapted for schools, the word white is used to describe people or communities 77 times. And in 35 cases, white people are described as holding some kind of power or privilege, almost always unearned or Ill- illegitimate. In 32 cases, the word is associated with oppression, injustice, cruelty, white enslavers, widespread white violence, systemic white suppression of black life, etc. And in this telling of history, quote, 
White Americans during the darkest days of Jim Crow held the same racist ideology as Jefferson and his fellow white colonists. Now, with 32 instances of specifically white barbarity, it is impossible to ignore the gratuitous overuse of the racial category when describing everything that is diabolical in this country's history. Nowhere do we read about white Americans acting for good, except in a single instance in which certain white Republicans joined forces with the black community after the Civil War. Yes, certain white Republicans, like the entire North, like the white Ulysses S. Grant, who tried to wipe out the Klan, and I can go on and on. We find the polar opposite when examining the 136 references to black people in the article. The word is used 72 times to describe victimization by violence or injustice, always at the hands of whites, and 49 times in laudable terms. There's not a single instance in which black is used to describe a person or deed deserving of criticism. Hannah Jones's composition is American history in black and white. It teaches that blackness is everything that ennobles this country. Whiteness is everything that debases it. There was a time in the Jim Crow South to their everlasting shame when schools taught children lessons in white supremacy. Masters American history. The 1619 Project has introduced a new form of black supremacy in American history. It's been adopted by over 4,500 schools. And it goes on, and that's what your kids are learning out of the 1619 Project and more. And this is the kind of person who is promoted by Good Morning American ABC News in between their cooking segments and their, their dancing segments. And uh, who else is on that show? Is that the one uh, Strahan's on, Mr. Producer? Stephanopoulos, but uh, Michael Strahan's on there. I don't watch these stupid shows. But look how they intersperse it with the radicalism. Okay, let me show you how to cook latkes. Latkes, what's a latkes? Let me show you. Next segment, Nicole Hannah-Jones. And how the racist Republican governor of Florida refuses to allow advanced placement African-American history to be taught. Hey, can we go over what's in that curriculum? No, we can't. But we're going to bring in Nicole Hannah-Jones... In my view, in my view, she's an anti-white racist. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. It's a pleasure to have uh, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo with us. Uh, Mr. Secretary, it's a pleasure. Let me ask you something. First of all, he's written a fantastic book, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. I recommend it very, very strongly. Uh, It is a very impactful book. It's a very intriguing book. It's easy to read. It's entertaining. And you live through this, America, but there's a lot of things that took place behind the scenes. And I'm not talking about gossipy stuff and settling scores and that kind of thing, but really fascinating when it comes to diplomacy and decisions made by allies and enemies alike. Mike Pompeo, you had mentioned on Outnumbered on Fox, I think it was, that uh, that Adam Schiff leaked classified information. Is that correct? Yes, Mark. Uh, thanks for having me on. I struggled with this uh, a ton during the the time of the uh, the Russia hoax, the 
committee, the House Intelligence Committee, led by then Chairman Adam Schiff, would ask for all these documents. And, you know, President Trump, frankly, wanted us to provide them. I write about this and never give an inch. Like, get them the stuff. There's nothing to see here. Like, don't hold on to this. And it would end up in the press. And it was the damnedest thing, whether it's him or his staff or both of them. uh, Really, really really bad stuff. This was classified information. And somehow when it went to that committee, it ended up in the Washington Post or the New York Times or someplace else. And yet when uh, Speaker McCarthy puts his foot down with him and Swalwell, uh, the press is like, well, why are you doing this? And you can't do this. And they're sort of thing after Pelosi did what she did. What do you make of that? Isn't that ridiculous? It's ridiculous. Uh, the, the, the press is always going to take, take, take <laughs> entirely hypocritical positions. They are partisan. They are not looking at this objectively. Uh, Speaker McCarthy, Kevin got this exactly right. Uh, Swalwell's got all kinds of problems. Kevin may know more about those in detail. He may have gotten briefings from the FBI. I don't know. Um, but he certainly got that right. And I can speak personally about my interactions with uh, then Chairman Schiff. Um, he was not playing that straight. He then went out and told the American public repeatedly that there was more stuff, there's more Russia stuff, and of course none of it ever came to be. And in truth, the stuff that was already being talked about has proven to be false. Now, folks, what we're about to discuss is in the book, so I just want you to know it's very much worth getting. Uh, Mr. Secretary, um, you were probably one of the most loyal cabinet secretaries uh, to President Trump. You guys pretty much saw eye to eye on foreign policy, is that correct? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, And I was every day trying to make sure I was delivering on the things he'd promised the American people. And um, you were also able to witness other people around the president who just kind of were pushing their own agendas and so forth. I'm not again, I'm not I'm not seeking uh, gossip and anything, but you saw that, too, right? I did. I saw it. And, you know, President Trump and I would have long conversations, tough conversations. We'd debate things. But in the end, president would make the call and my mission said at cia and the state department was to go deliver and i saw others who they couldn't they didn't get that they didn't get that he was the president and they were uh, either a confirmed cabinet member or staff person and their mission set was to deliver for him for the boss and uh, it was it's just unacceptable when it, when it happened the state department people didn't respond to what i told them to do i didn't like it and the same thing for someone not doing what it was the president was asking but it's just not the way our constitution is directed he's the chief executive he's the commander-in-chief did you have trouble uh, keeping track of who the Secretary of Defense was? They came and went so fast. It's, it's almost like Lincoln with generals, you know? Uh, it was. There was. We had a bunch of national security advisors and a bunch of secretaries of defense. That is absolutely true. It, was, it wasn't so much. I know you were kind of being tongue-in-cheek keeping track of them. But, you know, it's not useful. Uh, it's not productive. You need, it takes a while to figure these jobs out, to sort of learn your way around. And uh, you know, every time you turn one over, now it's another six months before they're up to speed. <laughs> And it, it's just, it doesn't help you actually execute the agenda. Do you think, and I'm not going to ask you if you're going to run, because the answer is going to be obvious. You know, you're looking at it, so I'm not, I'm not going to play again. But I do want to ask you this. You've, you've been a congressman. Well, you were a businessman and a congressman, uh, director of the CIA, secretary of state. You have a pretty good background for uh, for that kind of job, don't you? Oh, I, you know, <laughs> I've had a lot of experience, and I had these four years where I got a chance to watch how a White House operates. Uh, I think I have a pretty good handle on how to do the execution piece of delivering on the uh, things the American people need. I've been pretty pretty fortunate to have those opportunities, Mark. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Let's talk about Biden for a minute. You see this guy, Blinken. You see uh, his national security advisor. Um, you all were making a lot of progress with the Abraham Accords in the Middle East. That has completely come to a, a stop, a red light stop. Uh, they were negotiating with this regime in Iran, which was stunning, and they were negotiating through uh, Russia. Is that not insane? <laughs> it, it's insane. You know, there's times, Mark, you would see this. You can see both sides of a particular argument. I can't even, and you'll, you'll have a preference, but I can't even figure out what, what the heck are you thinking? The, the, the Russians are killing the Ukrainians, and you're negotiating through the Russians with the Iranians who are trying to kill Americans and Israelis. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's a nutty policy, completely backwards. And, you know, your point about the Abraham Accords, not an Arab nation is going to sign an Abraham Accord when you can't trust that America will be in the right place, that they will pick the Iranians over the uh, Israelis and the Arabs. We had the Iranians isolated. These guys just walked in and screwed it up. Now, uh, I am a little concerned. You know, we have elements within the Republican Party, similar to what we had prior to World War II and maybe in the 50s, uh, more the protectionist, isolationist, I don't know what I'd call it, a pacifist kind of wing. And uh, I'm not opposed to prudence. I'm not opposed to making sure money is spent well. But I am opposed to our enemies rolling over our allies. That's a problem for me. Um, how do you think Joe Biden's doing in protecting us and protecting our allies? Well, um, he has been too slow and provided too little and done so in a way that has made it harder for the Ukrainians to do exactly what you described. They're willing to fight die, Mark. They're putting their own folks on the line. They they haven't asked for the 82nd Airborne or Marine Rifle Division. Um, they've just said, hey, we need the tools to push back. And they were invaded. He's killing civilians. That was unprovoked by Vladimir Putin. I, I hear people in my own party say there's no American interest there. I have to say, Mark, I just fundamentally disagree with that. I could identify half a dozen things quickly. Our economy depends on uh, a united, solvent, sovereign Europe. We should have sovereignty at our own border, too. I hear them talk about that. Mike, we should protect our own border before Ukraine. Those aren't mutually exclusive things, Mark. Mm-hmm. We can do both of those. We, I, I can prove we did, but we, we had you our border it. under control, and Putin didn't invade Europe. So I, right. I know they're both possible to do, and so when I hear folks say, well, we, we should do one and not the other, uh, it's a mistake. We should help these Ukrainians push back against this knucklehead Putin. Mm-hmm. And people keep saying that we are provoking the Russians, which is why they're uh, nuclear saber, uh, uh, saber rattling. We're not provoking anybody. Uh, and in terms of saber rattling, saber rattling, Ukraine used to have nuclear weapons to that 1994 accord, uh, and it's Russia that has nukes aimed at us, not Ukraine, right? No, you've got it exactly right. Uh, uh, imagine you're the Ukrainians now, and you said the Americans promised. By the way, the Russians promised too that said, if we give up our nuclear weapons, we will uh, we will provide you assistance. And now we just walk away uh, when they didn't even ask for us to send our troops. They just want stuff. Uh, no, mm-hmm. that's a that is a bad that is a dangerous path. Uh, the Ukrainians are on the right track. We should have given them more. Uh, I'm glad the, that Biden made the decision he did today on tanks. But where, where were you 10 months ago mm-hmm. when you could have actually made a real difference, saved a lot of Ukrainian lives and we could have ended this thing more quickly? Yeah, it might be over already. We're going to continue with uh, Secretary Mike Pompeo, great patriot uh, throughout his life, uh, served in the Army, too. Tremendous book, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. Never Give an Inch. Go to Amazon.com. It's on all my social sites. I encourage you to go there now. 
In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Mark then. The thunder on the right. Call in now. 877-381-3811. The book is Never Give an Inch by Mike Pompeo, Fighting for the America I Love. You know, I hate to say this, Mr. Secretary, but it is a rare occasion when we can read a patriotic book. Every damn book there on the top list on Amazon and so forth, tearing down the country is promoting some kind of bizarre racist ideology, or America is an imperialist colonial estate, or we should mind our own business. Yeah. This book is full-throated patriotism, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's uh, written out of a real love for America. It tells the stories, Mark, where there were hard decisions to make, and every time the question was, how do we deliver for the people of America? And we, you know, we shorthanded it America first, but this central idea that this is an exceptional nation, the, the greatest in the history of civilization, and we damn well have a duty to protect it. And we never apologize for the country, not for four years. And uh, I hope folks that uh, that this is, in fact, a special place, and we're incredibly privileged to be citizens here. You make it abundantly clear in the book that our greatest threat, of course, I say the greatest threat's the Democrat Party, but the second greatest threat, you say the first threat, of course, is communist China. And it's the greatest threat in so many respects, isn't it? Are we ready for communist China? They're preparing for war, and I feel like we are not providing enough funds for our military. They're preparing. They absolutely are preparing for war. And, and Mark, I've said this many times. They've economically they have been at war with us for forty years, and we were just dumb uh, or greedy or some combination thereof. And uh, that's just unacceptable. They destroyed millions of American jobs. Uh, took billions of American intellectual property, and we just said, no worries, destroy our manufacturing base, destroy our t- take our technology, it's all good by us. Uh, I, think w- I think we were able to, and I gave a speech in 2020 where we made very clear, here are the places that we've got to confront them. And Mark, your point about them being everywhere, You, I think you're talking about our military, we definitely have to step up our shipbuilding program, the work that we're doing in the Pacific. But I worry just as much about what the Chinese Communist Party is doing here at home in the book, I, I tell a story of the largest spying operation ever conducted inside the United States. 
it was not the Russians, but the Chinese. And they were doing it out of their uh, diplomatic facility in Houston, Texas, right inside America. And we, we knew this for a long time. We didn't do a thing. And then, you know, when I had the chance, became Secretary of State, we closed that facility down. Uh, this is the way they've infiltrated. It's how China is inside the gates here at home. And, you know, I, I hear sometimes folks on the left and on the right say, gosh, Beijing seems a long ways away. Mark, you and I both know uh, these folks are coming for us, and we better be serious about defending the things that matter to us. Well, Japan was a long way away. Um, Osama <laughs> bin Laden was a long way away. And most wars don't begin in Kansas, do they, uh, Mr. Secretary? No, that, that is exactly right. And uh, they, if we don't stop them, we don't push back, we don't make clear the things that are red lines and then defend them viciously, we'll end up fighting them in a way that we don't want to. There seems to be a suggestion out there that guys like you, me too, that we are prioritizing Ukraine over America. Don't you think that is stupid? Don't you think that's absurd? Yeah, it's a it's a ridiculous argument. No, they, to, when I hear people say we're giving weapons to Ukraine or we're supporting the Ukrainians, this is an American interest. We're prioritizing Ukrainians over Americans, and in fact, in my I would argue just the opposite. I, I want to keep our young men and women who are in the army. I, I, I led the CIA. I want to keep those folks from having to go do really hard things in dangerous places. And the way you do that is the way Ronald Reagan did: peace through strength by demonstrating American power and using our friends and allies and partners who are willing to defend things that matter to them. And that's what we're doing in Ukraine. It is a deeply American interest that we support what they're doing there. I, when, I, when I hear them say that we're prioritizing Ukrainians, it's a little frustrating, but I think sometimes it's just disingenuous. I think they've got other motives. Well, Putin said, he, he wrote this long essay or somebody did for him that in so many words, he hoped to cut through Ukraine and was heading for Poland. Now, if he headed for Poland then we would have to send our armed forces in, wouldn't we? That's right. And if you continue reading, it wasn't just Poland. Uh, it shouldn't right. come as any surprise. You have, you have two more European nations that have said uh, they don't want to be in the mushy middle. They're prepared to join NATO after decades of saying that they wouldn't. They can see, too. I, I, w I wish they'd spend money. I wish they'd put their own boys and girls in uniform and get them ready to go. Europe needs to do an awful lot more. But make no mistake about it, this wasn't just an attack on Kiev. This was an attack at to the heart of Europe, which was a launching pad for further aggression. And many of us have had uh, family members who fought in World War II in the heart of Europe. And we've had peace there a very, very long time through NATO, through, as you say, Reagan, peace through strength, Margaret Thatcher and everything. Why would we just surrender all that uh, for actually an ideology that in the past has demonstrated that it provokes wars? Remember, Mark, I was watching today as they were, the decision was made we were going to send M1 tanks. I spent a good part of my uh, early years of my adulthood in an M1 tank. I was an armor officer patrolling the then East German border before the fall of the Soviet Union. And then, of course, we, we win that. We figure out how to crush the Soviet Union. Good, good on President Reagan and all those folks who were part of it. Uh, and then Barack Obama pulls all our tanks out of Europe. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are now uh, having to send them back. Uh, we, we never seem to learn that deterrence is the right way to keep uh, peace. I hear well, I need, too, Mark, I know you need to go. About, I don't want to well, get in I hear trouble. Talk, I'll say just this, Mark. I hear them sometimes say folks like you were warmongers. I would yeah. argue it's just the opposite. We, exactly. Uh, the work we did for four years in the Trump administration, we didn't start a single war. We stayed out of a bunch. And it's mm -hmm. only because we were serious about defending the things that really matter most. And they called Reagan the same thing. 
Uh, Mike Pompeo's book is Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. We didn't even touch the surface. You're going to love this book. I encourage you to go to Amazon right now. It's discounted as new books are. It's number two on Amazon. I recommend you get it to number one, America. <laughs> Mike Pompeo, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the thank America you, I Love. Good luck, sir. Bless you. Have a, Take thank care. you very much. Have a good night, sir. All right. Bye-bye. You're going to love it. We've had a lot of great books on here. Stephen A. Smith's book, Mr. Producer. Fantastic book. I was just told he was number five in the New York Times bestseller list. And he had a lot of tough competition there. That goofball prince. Would somebody explain to me how that book's number one? And it's called Spare. Spare? It should be called Spoiled Little Brat Punk. That's what it should be called, America, as far as I'm concerned. But who's buying that book? I, I, I don't understand. Do you understand, Rich? What are they obsessed with him for? He's a loser. Why, because he's trashing his own, his own family? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Mr. Producer has sent me some names for some callers. Don't forget, I'll be on Hannity, 9.35 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope to see you there. Uh, all right. Who's that, Jesse? Jesse, Los Angeles, California, XM Satellite. I'm lying about Swalwell, you say. Go right ahead, sir. Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I don't know why you continue to lie about Swalwell. There is no mm-hmm. evidence whatsoever that he slept with a Chinese spy. The yes, story that originally posted was from... At- no, there isn't. The post- I've said it over and over. By the way, he's never denied it. Oh, oh that doesn't make it true. No, it doesn't, but he's an adulterer and he slept with her. No, he Folks, didn't. you can Google this yourself. Don't worry about Jesse. You can check. Do you always deny facts, Jesse, when it comes to your side of the aisle? Evidence. You don't even present evidence when you're talking to your audience. I don't have to. I'm telling the whole world, go Google. It's all there. Sorry I wasn't in the bedroom to watch for you. Yeah, that's cute. And you lie about Omar. She's not an anti-Semite. Yes, she is. She's Israel. a Jew hater. You know what, pal? You're a slime ball. You're scum. You're the kind of person we're never going to be able to win over because you're an ideologue. They tell you to march, you'll march. They tell you to wear a certain kind of uniform, you'll wear the uniform. They'll have a secret handshake, you'll do the secret handshake. Critical race theory, you'll embrace it. Don't you, pal? Don't you embrace it? Tell us the truth. Of course you do. You're a schmuck. And to think that you have a vote. Get off the... Oops, I almost cursed. Get off the phone, you jerk. I feel a lot better. A lot better. That Omar's not an anti-Semite. How do you have proof? Haven't we played it over and over again, Mr. Producer? The Benjamins. That's just one example. But that goes on and on, and it's not just the Ben. It's, it's who she is. And yes, Swalwell slept with a communist Chinese spy. It's all out there in the open. I mean, I'm on the air. I can't take the time to go look it all up. But I'm encouraging you folks to look it up. Go to DuckDuck and go look it up. All right. Well, there's one that called in, but he didn't meet the, uh, the, the requirements. Rational. 
That's the number one requirement. All right, hold on. I got to look this up again. You sent me the list. Having trouble with my. Uh, hold on, folks. Uh, okay. Any other irregular Americans? I can't see any. All right, let's go. What? Tommy, Northern California, Sirius Satellite, an irregular. Go right ahead. Hey, Mark, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, I'm a Make America Great Again communist, and uh, I think you are a neocon. And I take issue with you and Mike Pompeo besmirching Trump's good name and his anti-war. Uh, what do you mean besmirching? Oh, another schmuck. You're an you're a communist. What did he call himself, Mister Producer? What did you call yourself, Tommy? I am a MAGA communist. You're a MAGA communist. No, you're a fraud. You're calling up the beer schmo. Let's move on. Guys, the guy's just uh, screwing with us. Ooh, these irregular Americans are tough. Let's try this one. Let's go to CJ, upstate New York, the great W. I don't think that. Are you sure about that? WGY, upstate New York. Go right ahead. I'm sorry, Mark. It's actually not WGY anymore. It used to be 810 WGY, but now it's actually 98.7. Um, I forget the call letters, though. I knew it. It's not the right call letters, guys. Got to get it right. All right, CJ, go ahead. And although I am an irregular caller, you won't get any hostility out of me, Mark. Um, You're not a MAGA communist like the other guy? No, that guy, I have no idea what that guy's problem is. It's called happy hour. That's not me. I am a Democrat. I am gay, but I love you vote the right way. What's that? What's that? You what, Mark Levin? I, we love Mark Levin. I'm a Thank huge you. fan. I, we try Thank to you. listen to your show almost every day, Mark. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, but, but you but, sound fairly conservative, though. Whether you're a Democrat or gay is beside the point. You sound fairly conservative. Well, I conservative. I, I actually, I think my boyfriend's more conservative. He is, is your biggest fan. Um, well, why I'm, didn't he call? I don't know. He he does. Mark, I don't even know if you know how popular you are in the gay community. Everyone loves Mark Levin. There's a lot of conservatives that love you, but there's even Democrats that love you. Well, um, I appreciate that. I don't know if it's your lisp or the way you're always smacking your lips <laughs> when you talk, but we can't get enough of you, Mark. <laughs> okay. But hey, I, the reason why I called is I was loving earlier that you were talking yes. about and I love that you point this out, because I do disagree with you on some things, but the one thing I agree with you 100% on is Russia and Ukraine. And I, I was telling your call screener, um, you know, I, I think it would be great radio if you could have on some of the conservatives. I don't that, debate other hosts on radio. I don't want to embarrass them, for God's sakes. You know, like other conservatives, even, even in the House. I'd rather stuff, debate like, liberals. We have enough problems getting them on the show. Yeah, I know, but you're like the best debater. How, how about, um, you know, you've had her on before. Julie Kelly, you've had her on a few times. Yes, and, and I, I, I will continue to have her on. But she speaks out about the us funding, you know, Ukraine and helping Ukraine, and she's always well, saying... Well, she's not the only one. We have many who do that. That's why I keep talking about it from a different perspective. And I respect you for that, Mark, because not a lot of 
Not a lot of other people do that, and it's good that and you And by do the way, thing. I don't lisp. All right, thank you, my friend. <laughs> Folks, <coughs> that's cholera. Don't forget, I'll be on Hannity at 9.35 p.m. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, truckers, and the freedom fighters in Taiwan and Ukraine and all of you folks. I'll see you in a half hour on Fox, and I'll see you tomorrow. Take care.